Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am so excited to get today's podcast going and introduce our first Archie Lansing guest. This freelancer has been on Upwork for the past three years, has worked on over 103 successful remote projects, top rated with a 96% job success score, and top earning among the architecture group. This freelancer is an experienced landscape designer, residential architect, and an artist. Let's welcome Jesse Nolan from California. Hi, Jesse. Thank you so much again for taking the time to join us today's podcast and willing to share your story. Yes, of course. I'm excited to be here with you. So can you please tell us a little more about yourself and how you found and started up on Upwork? Sure. So my background, I started in architecture. I went to architecture school at the University of Kansas, and then I moved out to Denver and I worked in multifamily. And then I went back to school for landscape architecture and Then I began working at a firm doing landscape architecture. And about three years ago, um, I discovered Upwork. I was looking for a way to make money with design and not do the like eight to five grind. I was basically looking Mm -hmm. to kind of get, I was just kind of looking into what other options there were out there besides just working for a firm in an office. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, this discovered Upwork. I created my profile and then um, work became or started coming in and I just kind of just grew from there. And um, yeah, it was kind of an experiment in the beginning of like, can I make a living on here or will I need to start sending my resume out in a few months or Mm -hmm. um, so. Were you working full time when you found Upwork or were you still transitioning? Um, I was transitioning. Positioning. And then I actually, so I found Upwork and then I started, I was working three days a week contract at a firm. And mm-hmm. then I went to Upwork full time, like two years ago. Two years ago. So you were in the platform for about a year before you took it on full time. Yes. Okay. Because you were doing contracts with another firm or was it just because you were still starting on and it wasn't um, necessarily a full time gig at the time? Yeah, it was really more um, to have the work coming in from working at a firm. I wasn't mm-hmm. like quite ready to make that, that full leap into mm-hmm. Upwork. Um, but then, yeah, two years ago, I I was doing Upwork like in the evenings and on the weekends. And I just kind of felt like there it was worth a shot just to go full into the freelancing and see if that would, yeah, give me enough yeah. income. So, right. Awesome. So when you first started, what was your first job and how did you land that first job? Yeah. So when I first started, the first job I got was a, it was a home in Maine and she wanted to do a, she wanted, the client wanted visuals for a renovation. So Mm -hmm. she actually wanted me to build the existing home in SketchUp and then try out different things, different windows, different porches, um, <clears throat> just a whole variety of like different looks on this house. And mm-hmm. that was a pretty fun first project, a pretty cool one to work on. How, how long yeah. did it take since you like started Upwork to when you la- uh, landed that first job? That's a good question. I feel like it happened pretty quick, but I was pretty aggressive in the beginning, going through every job out there and Mm -hmm. applying and my rates were pretty low. 
slow. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like it happened like within that first week. Um, oh, yeah, wow. I think it happened pretty quick. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I know it took me like maybe uh, like three, three weeks just because I had to get like the right proposal ready. And it took like a bunch of tries right. to kind of see what the feedback was on how like aggressive I wanted to be or like more interested in what they were describing and just understanding it more. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's been such a huge part of the process with freelance is just figuring out just kind of the screening of like which projects are the right fit for you and Mm -hmm. is it worth the time to yeah put together a proposal for the client and that's like that was a huge learning curve for me when I started on Upwork. Right so now that you've been on there for three years what type of jobs do you mainly get? Is it mainly landscaping, residential or kind of a little bit of everything? Yeah um now that I've been on here longer I've started to have some consistent clients so um mainly it's just Within like the past few months, I've been able to have consistent clients that are um, either contractors or developers. So they mm-hmm. need consistent work with site plans um, or landscape plans. Or um, So I've been fortunate to have some existing projects where it's like the same client. And so I'm not going out and finding new work constantly, mm-hmm. um, but it is a lot. Yeah. Site planning and SketchUp rendering, Photoshop um, and some concept planning also for landscape. Awesome. And you brought up a good point because I feel like now that I've been on Upwork as well for a year, um, I'm thankful enough that I have found two clients that are always returning clients. And oh, I'm yeah. always I'm almost always interested to hear like how did you build that relationship where you now constantly have that contract and developer coming back to you every time right um so it actually started just yeah with one project I had no idea they had more work even it was a a sketch up similar to that first project it was they wanted to sketch up the built and then um explore different options and then that so happened that they also developed um they were building neighborhoods and they needed Mm -hmm. site plans for their neighborhoods so it really was just doing one project well and a good um relationship between Mm -hmm. me and the client on that project where they were like hey are you interested in doing this work too so you never really know where that first project's going to lead you to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that similar to your story? Um, or- yeah. I mean, I almost feel like I have learned and this may sound like almost stupid because it sounds like common sense, but I have learned that most clients just want to connect with other people. So yeah. I almost, I'm almost like self-aware that I don't get um, extremely nervous when talking to a new client. I just get almost excited to meet a new person and I treat it that way. So they almost start to feel more comfortable with me and kind of start that trust in between me and the client. And ever since then, you know, they feel more comfortable coming to me, even if it's just questions. And I feel like that's how I have started to build more relationships and more long term relationships. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I think the clients on their end, they're happy to find someone that they enjoy working with and that is, mm-hmm. you know, competent, has the skill set they're looking for and available. And yeah, so just kind of building on that relationship. 
Right. Because yeah. I almost feel like also in the beginning, um, I noticed that a lot of clients, even though they had someone else that may had more experience than me, I feel like they were they're more likely to go with someone they um they connect more they, or they feel that um, relationship more with instead of just someone that could probably get it done faster or in a better way. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. And um, yeah, I've had that come up where they'll get they'll tell me they have cheaper quotes from abroad but they're like but you know you have <laughs> right. all these great reviews and I trust you and you know you you cost more but it's like yeah like it's you kind of pay for what you get too sometimes. exactly so yeah <laughs> yeah to pay more to have someone that knows what they're doing and right. that you can communicate with well mm-hmm. awesome so it is Upwork now, like your you said, is your full time gig. Is it like your main bread and butter, or are you using other platforms? Yeah, so I'm not using any other platforms. Um, in terms of my main bread and butter, I have started working with a couple local landscape contractors. Mm-hmm. So, and actually, one of them actually, yeah, they found me through Upwork, but just so happened we are in the same city. So that mm-hmm. was kind of cool that um, that connection started through Upwork, but then it's led to like a face-to-face um, relationship. So mm-hmm. yeah, Upwork is, I'd say probably half of my income right now. Um, okay. And the other half would come from local jobs. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Upwork has the potential to be a full-time job too. I just haven't had the time to go on and, find more work because I have other work coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been a great platform and I only dabbled in the beginning with some of the other ones and they didn't take off like Upwork did. So I just go to Upwork now. Right. How many more um, clients have you met um, through Upwork, but then you met face to face? I've probably met five to ten and wow yeah yeah there's actually been quite a few clients I've connected with with through Upwork that are up up in the Bay Area where I've gone up there to actually Mm -hmm. meet the client and see the site Mm -hmm. and um, that's been really fun having it develop into something where I'm going out and doing a site visit and meeting the client face to face and having a cup of coffee and um, that yeah, that's been really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And I see a lot of jobs also in the Bay Area that show up on my end as local. And I think it's just because yeah. of my um, that I'm on the Pacific time, but it's not local to me. But that, yeah, I right. do see a bunch of a bunch of jobs in all categories in the Bay Area. So that's awesome. You have accessibility, being so close to there, meeting with them at the site. That must be much more beneficial. Right. Yeah, totally. And I think because, yeah, Upwork's from the Bay Area and so many startup companies and I feel like people are more forward thinking or, you know, it seems like that's um, definitely a hot spot for freelance work and for Upwork, especially. And yeah, living in Southern California, you can, it's a long day, but you can do a day trip and usually, you know, relatively affordably get up there for a day and back, which is pretty cool. Right. Awesome. What about with clients that you have to work with remotely? How has that experience been? Yeah. um, Surprisingly, it's been really good for the most part. I feel like 
the key is just having clear communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's what I think most of the client, just the whole client relationship, a lot of it just comes down to the expectations that the client has and the timeline and deliverables. So I make sure mm-hmm. to really outline out what they'll be getting, what the deliverables are, um, how many revisions. And a lot of that I just learn from experience of mm-hmm. what you know, it's like when you start off, you don't really, really know. So you kind of mm-hmm. learn a little bit like trial and error. Um, but yeah, I've been surprised how many that just working with someone remotely, you can, it can go so smooth. <laughs> right. Because I feel like that's a lot of uh, yeah. clients concerns that working remotely. Right. Um, but I personally haven't had any issues. And like you mentioned, it's just a matter of having clear communication. So what's a little tip yeah. you have done? Do you like have a call with them first or do you outline outline everything on a PDF to make sure everything's clear? Or how do you go about that? Yeah, um, I usually just outline the milestones and what will be included with that. And then like revisions, my hourly rate. And um, I prefer to work hourly and then have like a max number of hours for them mm-hmm. um, over for the milestones. But I'll also if you if I am doing a bigger project and they want milestones, I can break it up into different milestones. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think just making sure your client um kind of that they understand and you, just that you're on the same page. And usually mm-hmm. I've found that clients that have some experience in this field, it's going to be a lot smoother than someone that right. hasn't done anything like this before. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to kind of teach them about like design in the process. So that I feel like you can usually tell earlier on. And I think that's led me to working with more developers versus homeowners since mm-hmm. they kind of, they speak the language and, you know, they know the kind of the process. Right. Exactly. Now that we're talking about clients, have you had a challenging client before? Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And that, that is probably one of the biggest learning curves from starting on Upwork is in the beginning, I wanted to take on everything. And Mm -hmm. it just, I learned a lot from that about, um, it's important for me to make sure the client is right, the right fit for me to work with them and that they Mm -hmm. have realistic expectations because, um, I want the project to go well and I want the client to be happy. So it's like, if someone doesn't really understand how long something takes or how much it costs, or they're just gonna, you know, be unhappy and negative. And I I try to screen that out in the beginning when we're Mm kind of going back and forth and I'll see if a client is saying like, Oh, well, can't, you know, can't you get that done today? And for $50, (laughs) you have to like, let them know that that's not realistic or, you know, that that's not something you can do. And, um, I found the, the more I've done, the better I've the more projects that I've done, the better I've gotten at screening for who's the right fit. But that mm-hmm. my biggest advice would just be, don't be, you know, don't be scared to say no, because if it's not a good fit and it's not a good client, they're going to, it's just going to cause you a lot of frustration. 
Right. That is such a good tip. Just learning to say no or just learning to be more blunt and honest about it. Um, yes. I don't know. Are you familiar with the Upwork community? No, I haven't. Yeah, I would love to hear more about that. Um, yeah, there's like a, a little. Four? Yeah, it's like its own website almost. Um, okay. But like freelancers are always on there asking questions. And I feel like this is one good tip that you just kind of gave. And it's just, again, as simple as the sound, it's just learning to say no or learning to be more honest. Because I hear so often how someone will say, OK, yeah, my estimate is X amount of hours. And then, you know, a week later, it was twice or triple that amount. But they never spoke up because they were afraid or they just they wanted um, the expectancy wasn't there and they knew they were going to make the client unhappy. But right. Yeah. So it's yeah. Such and then a you're just kind of setting yourself up. For yeah. Failure. So, exactly. right. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for failure and then the client's not going to be happy if it costs more than what they are anticipating. Um mm-hmm. And a lot of that's just like learning along the way about how many hours something will take you and um yeah you just kind of learn it as you go and um some of the time I think in the beginning I probably ended up working for free or for a really low hourly rate because it took me more hours but I Mm -hmm. definitely learned a lot in that time too yeah also I want to touch base because I feel like I can relate to you when you said you started on the lower end um but now you're charging way more how did you start to up your price or what made you or what was the point when you said, okay, I need to start upping my value? So it was gradual. I didn't do, I started at $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at 65 an hour. And it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like I jumped from 20 to 65. It was like, okay, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, I have some experience. I have some reviews. I'm going to be 25 and then 30 and then 35. And then it was pretty much like $5 increments. Like after every project or two, I was just like, okay, I, you know, my value is this and they'll be able to see that value from these projects in my portfolio and these reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So it was just a gradual kind of stepping as I felt like my experience grew on Upwork. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's interesting though. I, when I first was on there, I did a search like that too. And I think I saw that there were some people, I think I saw some engineers like that they were like 150 an hour and th- mm-hmm. there were some people in that higher range, but mm-hmm. a lot, lot of people in the 20 to $40 range. Um, yep. That's the average usually in architecture. I feel like I see okay. anything from 20 on the lower end and then highest to 125 um, for okay. the licensed oh. professionals. Um, yeah. But yeah, when I first started too, I started, I, I think at 40. Um, and again, like you said, as I continued on, I realized that my experience was drawing, but that I could charge more as honest as that sounds. <laughs> and then when yeah. I reached 50, I kind of felt like 50 was the right amount until I listened to an Upwork webinar and the host was uh-huh. Danny. Dan- I'm probably going to say his last name wrong. So sorry to whoever's listening to this or even Danny um, Mar- Margillis or something. And he talked about just okay. your value through Upwork. And he brought up a good point and said that serious clients will not 
take you seriously if you have a lower rate. And I was oh, just so stunned. And I was talking to my husband about it. And I'm like, oh, I really, you know, I really want to up it because I feel like my value is up there. And it actually right. took me a little bit to up it. But I upped it um, to 100 in, I want to say, right before November. Okay. And it has been like, it has been great. You know, like awesome. I haven't received a like, oh, why did you up it from previous clients that I was having that long term relationship? It's been great since yeah. I heard that webinar. I was so afraid to up it. Oh, not sure why. I'll but check that out. <laughs> yeah. So did you did you go from 50 to 100? Um, no, I think In- I opted from 50 to 75 and then I had it like that for three months and then I opted to 100. And now okay. at 100, okay. I feel OK with it. I don't know if I would. Yeah up it even more (laughs) right that's cool that's good to hear I'll have to check out that podcast too Um, yeah did you so you had existing clients that had been paying you a lower rate that now are paying you the higher rate correct correct and you know I I just feel so yeah I feel so grateful that they continued working with me, even like a client that I started with like a few months through Upwork and she met me at like $45 per hour. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when she had reached back out like a few months later, um, she didn't even question it. She was just happy to know that I was available to get on her job. So it just, it just tells a lot. And I try to, you know, try to think about what I did specifically in her job that made her feel comfortable enough with me to come back at a higher rate. Right. Yeah, that's great to hear. I mean, the value is clearly there. Yeah, if your clients are, yeah, they're yeah happy to work with you at that rate. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. So, yeah, so that's one thing I would tell like anyone just starting out, just like having this relationship with the client. Doesn't matter if you're starting out um, from nothing, because I feel like also a lot of people tend to um, just feel more challenged because they're new at Upwork, but we were all there. We all started at zero, right? So what do you think are some other tips for someone that's just starting, but having trouble, like it's been maybe two months sending out hundreds of proposals and not getting responses? Yeah. Um, I would, my biggest advice would just to be consistent. When I didn't have steady work, I was on Upwork every morning, going through every new job and sending proposals out to anything that, you know, seemed like I'd be a good fit for. Mm-hmm. And I think just having that consistency of daily on there, looking at new jobs, um, really helps. And then you're mm-hmm. also responding quickly to your clients and that helps build that relationship too. Um, yeah, but just the consistent being on there and yeah. And being quick to like apply for their job. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll see you and yeah. And also building your portfolio with relevant projects and just, yeah, putting some thought into your proposal. So it's not, not just like generic, but they actually right. see that you're r- really interested you in care. working with them. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you care and that it's personal. And, um, yeah, I think eventually you know, something will click and it'll just grow from there. Absolutely. Those are great tips, Jesse. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, that's how, that's how I did it. It was every day getting on there and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. The amount, the variety of projects that are on there. 
Um, I know. I still yeah, can't believe doing- it. I, I'm still kind of like a. I can't believe that I can work from my home and still do what yeah. I, you know, what I was doing and loving it. And it's, right. it's been great. And um, well, now that we're talking about all these great things, what about some not great things from Upwork that you have experienced or that you wish they changed on their end? Not um, just as Upwork as a platform. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say because it's really the only platform I've worked with. So it's, Mm -hmm. um, on their end, I I guess, I mean, their fee structure is set up so that the more you work with the client, the less the fee is. But obviously, I mean, I would like, like lower fees would be better. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I get it that they need to, they, they provide a great service to us as freelancers. So it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, they need to make money too. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's just been a great platform to work from. Um, I'm curious what kind of stuff, yeah, do you, do you think? Um, well, I, I agree with, the with the fee structure. I get it too. You know, at the end of the day, they're a business. Um, but I feel like as it becomes to get bigger and bigger, um, I wish they do take it down to maybe like a 10% instead of a 20% cut. Yeah, that would be huge. Um, and I also wish that more of the freelancers can connect to one another because I feel like obviously it's set up so that you gain jobs. So you connect more with clients. Um, right. But I wish there was that accessibility, whether it's like within Upwork or Upwork community or whatever it could be, um, where we can talk to one another. Right. Yeah, that would be interesting or even like makes me think of like co-working spaces, but you could have a co-working space that's like virtually Upwork. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Employees or yeah, something that'd be really interesting. Um, yeah, to, or to connect with local people that are on Upwork, like they, you know, an Upwork happy hour or something. Right? Yeah, exactly. That'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I've been very grateful to Upwork for, I guess, creating this platform and for all of us to be able to gain jobs through it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I still am like in shock too when I'm in a coffee shop working and I'm like wow I'm I'm making money right now right <laughs> <It's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> for traveling I've been able to travel and do upwork from wherever I'm at that's been amazing um and yeah it's just it's been such a great thing for me yeah that's what one of the things that you know I touched on on the last podcast but I feel like one thing I hear from most freelancers, um, one of the great things about freelancing is the freedom you have to pretty much do whatever you want. And for me, it's also traveling. And I had the opportunity to travel more last year. And I, I thought it was crazy, too, that I was able to, like, still send out proposals, still technically working because I can't get my head right. off working when, <laughs> when I'm traveling. But I'm still yeah. able to do all these things while I'm out there still enjoying life which is pretty darn awesome. Yeah, it is. It is. It is really cool. That's what I value most about it is the freedom too, and being in control and in charge. (laughs) What are some other things you have been loving about just freelancing and kind of being your own boss? 
the freedom is huge. The ability to work wherever, whenever, um, you just really need your laptop and Wi-Fi, and you can, yeah, work from anywhere, which is just amazing. Um, so yeah, just the freedom to work, set my own hours and work when I want to work. And then also just to be in charge of what projects I'm working on and the deadlines and the scope and just to, yeah, just pretty, it's, you know, you're basically running your own business, Mm -hmm. um, your own design business. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. What about some things that haven't been so great now that you made that switch? Yeah. So it's definitely, I mean, you're, I miss coworkers somewhat Mm -hmm. and like having people to bounce ideas off of and, you know, just talk. I miss that part. It's like you're, yeah, it's just you kind of doing it all. So it's that part I definitely miss. Um, Mm -hmm. So just that interaction and community, um, you have to really have a lot stronger focus because you're not going to an office to work. That's, that was one thing that like I had to kind of figure out was like, like, when do I want to work and when am I most productive? And Mm -hmm. like, yes, I have all this freedom, but that still doesn't mean I can just like go do yoga and go to the beach all day. (laughs) 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 It's like figuring out that balance of, um, yeah, setting your work hours and, and yeah, just figuring out how you work best. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and also not having consistent pay. You have to get used to that, um, that you're, you're an entrepreneur. And so you, yeah, you, your pay is going to fluctuate week to week. Which, yeah. I yeah. had, yeah. when I first started it, I used to freak out <laughs> every month. And I used to just be like, I have to make my goal. I have to make my goal. And I I just realized at some point, like I made my goal and I was just freaking out for no reason, overly stressing myself. And I get it, though. It's hard to kind of because if you come from a firm or any company, you're used to getting paid every two weeks. So that's kind of the mentality you have. And then if you go straight into freelancing and you don't have a transition point, it's going to be tough to just kind of realize that some, maybe a whole month may be really good. And then another month may not be good at all. Right. Yeah. That's definitely a huge shift, um, which can be super exciting because you can, you have potential to make a lot more, but it's mm-hmm. also, yeah, if you have a month where you're, it's slower for some reason, or you're, um, traveling or, you know, on vacation or holidays, like you're not going to get the same paycheck you would get with working for a company. Right. Um, but I will say I do appreciate Upwork's the, one of the biggest things I love about Upwork is that they handle all the payment with Mm -hmm. clients. Yeah. Um, but in a way I almost feel like it does become like having a regular job where you're getting deposits weekly I think it's yeah every Wednesday they deposit in your account so it's like if you have the consistent work it's it's pretty much just like having a job where you're getting the pay coming in and it's a lot easier than invoicing clients and then having to follow up if they don't pay yeah. or <laughs> yeah. like that's one of the things I love about Upwork is that they handle all the payment Absolutely. I agreed with that one. Also, you mentioned earlier you prefer hourly jobs instead of fixed price. Why is that? Yeah. 
Um, I think one of the reasons is just the way that they structure it with um, payment. So if you work an hour, they have the, um, I can't remember the exact term, but it's like hourly protection or something like that, where Mm -hmm. that hour, it will show up like if you're checking your... um, your payment for the week or like what's the word for that you're uh, yeah it's like a report so okay you work yeah. five hours one day and you log into your report you'll see that's in your pending um payment versus if it's a milestone you have to work, work until you hit that milestone and then you'll get paid and mm-hmm. i think that payment's actually quicker but yeah. I, I something about the hourly an hour works and getting paid an hour mm-hmm it's it's mentally like more motivating for me than having a milestone job where I have to work a bunch of hours and then hit one milestone. Um, Very just, interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, someone else might feel the opposite and like to see the big milestone get hit, but um, mm-hmm. definitely like to see the progress of like, okay, I worked all day and this many hours, and that's how much it equates to. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know yet if I have a preference. All I know is that like. Um, I usually take on fixed price just because clients feel a little bit more safe knowing the final amount, even though I let them know that hourly will probably be less just because I'm estimated time with fixed price where hourly I can give you a roundabout, but it may be less than the fixed price. But what I like more about fixed price is that it goes by quicker. So you get paid right away and goes right into your pending. So it only takes five days for you to access that money where hourly takes um, two weeks. So it takes a week for the client to review the work and then another week for pending. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, But I do like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but I feel like it's also good to do when you're first starting hourly contracts, just because some jobs that come in require like 500 hours in your profile. And you know what I mean? Some of those requirements. So I try to do a lot of mine through hourly just so that I have that on on my profile, but I do let the client know, just like you said, you just max out the amount of hours per week. So you don't have that trust concern of going over. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's essentially going to cost the same, but yeah, it's just a yeah different way of structuring it. Yep, exactly. Well, again, thank you so much for being our first guest <laughs> and taking yeah, the time to share your me. story. If there's any other thing you would like to share, how can clients find you, your profile, your website? Yeah, so I am on Upwork as Jesse V, and I'm in Carlsbad, California. And yeah, I specialize in concept design with architecture, landscape, 3D modeling. Um, so I haven't actually yeah, searched how a client would, so I don't know how that works. But um, yeah, I'm Jesse in Carlsbad. So yes. that's the best way to find me. And how I found Jesse is I just put architect under Upwork and she shows up on the first page, like one of the best ones. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm going to do that search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you honestly show up on the first page right. under architect or designer. Again, just because you've been longer in the platform, but you have been very successful in the platform. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's like I said, it's been a great platform and yeah, works on a lot of interesting projects. So. Well, thank you again, Jesse. Yeah, thank you. You too. 
Hope everyone enjoyed today's podcast. I have much more guests coming soon. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope this was very helpful for you. Talk soon. Peace out.